everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 152, When to Pull Out Your Pole. On this episode, it's all about the trekking pole. Do you need them? When to bring them? And what are they good for? We share facts and fictions about when to pull out your pole. Get talking about this topic in particular. Join in on our discussion on this Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and get talking about this topic. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. Thank God you got that out. <laughs> with one fudge. I wonder if anybody noticed. 152 episodes. <laughs> and you... You know, if if it's not in front of you, you we've said this so many times. 152 episodes, you think that I would get the beginning down by now. Well, here's the thing I don't understand. So so all day, you know, like I've been quarantined with you now for a minute. <laughs> and so all day, you order me around, tell me what to do, and give me a task list. Not one time do you ever clear your throat. You know, not one time. It's it's smooth sailing, but but as soon as I give you the countdown, <laughs> it's like a 10-minute, <clears throat> for like 10 minutes. This do you is, like pet, do you hold it in all day? This is so, so true. A, a real, true life behind-the-scenes look at what happens just in the intro. Just in the intro. Not to, not to talk about all the things like that we actually... It's a 10-minute coughing bit. <laughs> I mean, I think you. I think you hold it in the whole day. I think the day we record the podcast is like for the whole week. You've held in all of your. <clears throat> I think you've held it all, and then, and then right I have there, to blow my nose. Oh my god! Go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. <laughs> like twice. <laughs> like I, I'm not going to be able to use the bathroom for a full hour. I've got to go now. It's like trying to get out when we go on a backpacking trip. The night before, are you ready? Yep, ready to go. A minute before we walk out the door, I'm lingering for another 20 minutes <laughs> waiting for Ariana to get all of her stuff. So anyway. Um, okay, now I'm embarrassed. They know too much, but. We we know. I wish we would have. Uh, I wish we would have kept so many of the uh, outtake bloopers. I know. From our uh, from when we record the we podcast. We would probably at this point have a full episode worth of just of, the intro. Of just, just, <laughs> just Not even getting past the first paragraph of the intro. So It's oh. harder than you think, you guys. Podcasting is difficult, but fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It it's definitely we have a lot of bloopers, a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of times we'll get and we'll get like through almost the last word of the intro and something will flub up and it'll be like Oh, we are so close. <laughs> so close. Take five. <laughs> Take five. Take 20. <laughs> oh, um, man. So we've got, uh, we've got a pretty good episode uh, for you because I don't think we've really talked in depth about the trucking pole. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, they don't like bringing hiking poles with them. A lot of people do. I know uh, when Ariana and I first started going backpacking together, I was a big fan of the hiking pole. Been hiking with them for a long time, but high, but Ariane was a anti-polar. I was, and she, she was, she was not bringing the trekking poles, and um, I come, I come from the other side of a perspective of why I didn't want to use them. I yeah. hated them. I refused to use them because I felt as though I was giving into a need to be able to have. Be able to have assistance out on the trail. That's that was my that was my honest viewpoint on it. I was like, oh, I don't need those. I'm fine on my own. Back in my day, we whittled a stick <laughs> and our sticks. It's called a staff. Staff. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Moses. <laughs> if you're whittling a, if you're whittling one, you're pretty close. Uh, yeah, if you're carrying around a staff too, you're pretty old too. You probably shouldn't be on the trail anyway, but, um, yeah, so, uh, I'm, I've always been a big hiking pole person. I've always used it. I was early on when I hiked the Appalachian trail, I had them and, uh, I've always been a huge fan of them. And, um, 
So wondering what you guys think. Do you bring them? Do you not bring them? What's your point of view on the hiking pole? Because we've got some reasons why you should carry a hiking pole. And yet there are some fun hijinks you can do with hiking poles also that we're going to share. So what are some of the reasons you should bring a hiking pole? So it's a pretty... It's a pretty raw subject for people. They either love it or they hate it. You find very few that are kind of like in between. Even though I probably fall within that in between, I still generally always take them. You bring one hiking pole. I do. I actually only That would use, be an in-between. I, I don't bring two. I bring one. Well, we're going to talk about that because I actually only use one hiking pole 95% of the time. Not two, as it's designed <laughs> to work, uh, but I only take one. So I, I would feel like I'm a little bit of the middle of the road, but you don't see a lot of that. Um, and we're just going to dive into the benefits here. There's a lot of negative. There's a lot of things that like annoy me about the hiking pole. There's also a lot of things that um, I would say kind of become a little bit problematic for me, which is why I've... I'm the middle of the road kind of gal when it comes to hiking poles. But the direct benefits are pretty, I mean, they're pretty impressive if you break them down. The, the biggest thing is the reduction of impact on your knees. And that's why most people gravitate towards them in the first place. Yeah, especially, you know, if you're going to do a lot of ups and downs, you know, uh, you know, um, everyone will tell you that has done any kind of backpacking that, yeah, the ups are hard, but the ups are easier than once you start going down because that's where you start hate putting the down, hate the downs. But that's where all this, your body goes under the most stress is when you start going down those steep hills. And that's when hiking poles are probably going to save save you for a couple things, save you from falling, but save a lot of wear and tear on your knees. Well, it's also kind of, um, I would say, redistributing uh, the muscles that you use more so. So you're not just focused directly on like your lower half of the body muscle movements, but you're you're kind of mixing in some upper uh, upper body, which which is another key component because it's actually... When you walk with a hiking pole, I know this sounds really strange, but you stand more upright. And so your posture becomes a lot better. You hold your backpack a lot better. So the weight, you're more properly, rather than like hunched over, uh, you're actually more effectively carrying that, that load on your pack. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a big impact. But it also improves kind of your, your breathing in, in how you move and how you walk. And I think that's it's one of those like random components. But if you notice people with a hiking pole and people without, you're going to see a difference in their posture. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Because with the hiking pole, you can always, I mean, I, now I have, <laughs> I have seen people that are hiking that have not adjusted their hiking pole properly and are actually putting all their weight on their hiking pole oh, as yeah. they walk. Oh, You've yeah. seen that before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or they're so high, the hiking pole is above their head. <laughs> I don't know if they're backpacking or climbing, but um, yeah. So I've seen that. But you're right about the posture. I mean, if you got if you're if you're trekking along and you if your hiking poles are set up correctly, man. I mean, you are you are straight up and down. Your your posture is pretty is a lot better than probably walking, you know, regularly. Well, you think the natural movement when you first start backpacking, you, you know, you kind of want to like either lean back or hunch over with a backpack because you feel unbalanced and you feel just like your distribution is like a little off. So it's a natural movement, but that helps correct, like autocorrect. Um, I actually started using a hiking pole for a trip the very first time I ever used a hiking pole. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but I was hiking on ice. It was, it, it was out of necessity. No, that's not crazy at all. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> I always go to the extreme before I realize that I actually need like an assistance. <laughs> uh, the whole reason I didn't want to use them in the first place. But I needed, I didn't have any type of crampons or any kind of traction. And I am trying to climb up these boulders like, with sheets of ice on it and it, it was near impossible for me to get up. So I actually had um, somebody I was hiking with and I didn't know them. They were a complete stranger. 
offer me one of her poles. And I very like hesitantly but graciously accepted it because I was so desperate <laughs> for a hiking pole. And uh, within the first 15 minutes, because I didn't know how to properly use them, I bended that into a U. <laughs> the hiking, the hiking pole. pole. I felt absolutely horrible. I felt so bad. I ended up uh, I ended up purchasing some more hiking poles, but you just don't know what you don't know until you figure it out the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. But I'm surprised that your very first thought climbing on ice was like, I need a hiking pole. You well, the- it actually wasn't my first thought. It was more like, how do I get up this sheer ice boulder without some kind of assistance? But I was able to use the hiking pole in between the cracks, which... I don't think it's designed to necessarily do that, and that's how I broke it. I I snapped my hiking pole like a twig <laughs> uh, when I hiked the AT. I was up, I was up north. I I don't remember where, what state I was in. I, I want to say Pennsylvania, but I, I'm not I'm not sure it was. I can't really remember. But I was in a zone, man. I mean, I was like gliding on air. I think I was doing probably at least three miles per hour. I felt good. I, I mean, it just, everything was right. It was really super rocky. And you know, sometimes that hiking pole, the, what are the odds that it fits in that perfect crack, in that perfect, <laughs> in that, it gets stuck perfectly. <laughs> I was just going, and man, I'm just, I'm doing the arm swing, man. And I put that pole in that crack and everything Every, it must have fit like perfect because I didn't even feel any resistance until I walked past my hiking pole <laughs> and the top half of my hiking pole was still in my hand. And I thought, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> and I looked down and my other half of the hiking pole was just stuck in there. I broke that thing into like a twig, man. There was no fixing that hiking pole <laughs> at all. So I'm it happened. Duct tape is not going to work in this no, situation. No, no, uh-uh. no. Well, well, so that is kind of improving your balance and stability is is a key component and mostly why people gravitate towards needing a hiking pole. Um, like me, trying to figure out how how do I stabilize myself on this probably the improper conditions to begin using a pole in. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about like how to use them and, and when to and when not to use them. There are different scenarios, and I can assure you that was not an ideal scenario. <laughs> Crampons would have been a wiser choice. <laughs> um, but uh, two, other, two other things that uh, are very huge benefits to the use of hiking poles as a regular use in your, you know, out when you're backpacking or hiking is it really does increase your circulation. Have you ever noticed when you're hiking and your hands start to swell and they just, they feel swollen and it's very uncomfortable and you naturally like draw your hands back up to your chest. It's because when you use a hiking pole, your arms, your hands are already like at your heart level. And so it naturally improves the blood flow to improve the circulation. And, and it just, it's a lot more comfortable to hike like that. Before I used hiking poles, I would just like, like kind of like you would with suspenders. I would like stick my little thumbs behind you know, the straps on my chest. And I would just like hike like that because it was more comfortable to hike with your arms elevated. Yeah. It, it, it didn't look comfortable when I looked back <laughs> and saw you, but, um, I, you know, that's so true. So the benefits of the hiking pole, especially in that scenario is that you do get better circulation, but the thing is you're working all of your body, you know, backpacking is an exercise, uh, make no mistake about that. So when you're really trekking along, and why would you only work out half of your body? That doesn't even make sense. Even when you're on the treadmill, even when you go into the gym, which right now I would not go to, but apparently they're open in Georgia. But when you go to the gym, when you do the elliptics machine, 
you're working both your legs and your arms at the same time. It's a natural movement. Even that machine knows the value of the hiking pole. <laughs> so, you know, when you're out there uh, backpacking, you're getting a full workout, and it really does help with circulation. It helps with developing upper body muscle, which you need to carry your backpack. And here's the biggest thing. It really develops your shoulder muscles and your deltoids, which is really good for muscles that you're working out with backpacking so you're getting a really all-around work it workout it, for nothing else than do a full exercise motion when you go out backpacking with your hiking pole because they're you're getting a lot of muscular and circulatory benefits just by using the hiking pole if nothing else than helping you not fall you know in biff right right <laughs> when you're going downhill I would say probably by far the the biggest component that I've benefited from hiking poles in is river crossings because especially down in the southeast those those river crossings are slick. I mean the, it's moss covered. It's hard to get through. When we did Jack's River this past uh October, I wouldn't have been able to get over the 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 river pace, like the swiftness and the way the water was moving because it was flooded, was it would have been a near impossible to get through to the other side without a hiking pole. Now, yeah, you can grab a staff and whittle it in the woods and be just fine. But a hiking pole gives you a lot more stability and proper use. If you have um, if you have just like a tree branch, it just doesn't offer the same grip. You don't use it in the same way, and you're not really using it to the fullest extent where trekking poles are really designed for your benefit in use. And so, so anyway, that I mean, hands down, river crossings for me has been the most beneficial use of actually moving towards hiking with a hiking pole. Yeah, when you're on the Pacific Crest Trail too, um, you know those river crossings don't play, and uh, you know they. The southeast, yeah, we have a lot of river crossings. We have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of water crossings in general. But unless it's flooded, you know, you, you probably get by with without a hiking pole. The hiking poles definitely help. You know, one wants to fall in the creek. I've done it. I've fallen Jack's River many times with a hiking pole. Um, you know, that's the name of the game. That's the nature of the beast. But when you're out in the west, especially on the Pacific Crest Trail, those river crossings, you're going to have to have a hiking pole. There's absolutely no way. And and that's with maybe even tying a rope on the other end, too, sometimes. You're going to have to have one. That current is just too swift. You're going to have to, you know, brace yourself. Um, not, you know, not only is it a good idea, um, and we'll kind of go over the little some of the other types of hiking poles because I do have a preference when it comes to hiking pole and which ones that I like better. Um, but there's just some areas you're just going to have to use a hiking pole. And I know for a fact on a lot of the guided trips out um, where you are crossing big rivers, those guides won't take you without hiking poles in your hands. That's just that's just the name of the game because they know it'll, it'll inevitably save your butt from... <laughs> From, from changing from backpacking to pack rafting. <laughs> the weakest link do not and, carry hiking poles. And they're running down to the mouth of the river so they can catch you when you fall into the lake. You know, I mean, well, it, it can be rough out there. Yeah. And I mean, we've had a few lost poles in creeks and river, river flows. Uh, you know, sometimes they get away from you and they're gone forever. How many hiking poles have you... I, I'm probably on my... Lost or broken? Both. I'm probably on my 15th pair. Uh, I'm only on my second, but I do only carry one at a time. So I've got the benefit of the doubt. Actually, mine last you know, really, longer. You're kind of like the one hiking pole at a time. You're kind of like, uh, you know, putting two pair of socks in the dryer and only one sock comes out. <laughs> Where are all these other single hiking poles? I want to know. One, well, I, I might break... be able to pair them up and mismatch. <laughs> I did break one hiking pole on 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 Jack's River. I did break it at the very tail end of that trip. Um, but I, I have a backup. Where where I I want to miss, I want to so, hike with your mismatched poles. <laughs> I don't know that they would like be a, very effective. Like a lucky and a black diamond. Or how does that work? <laughs> well, let's talk.
talk about the different kind of uh, hiking poles because for those of you looking to get in or perhaps those of you have just gone to Walmart and purchased a very inexpensive pair, which most people do start out with that. Not a damn thing wrong with that either. Not That's what Scott has been using lately because he goes through hiking poles like they're pairs of socks. <laughs> I don't know. He's really hard on his hiking poles. But they're... There are different types out there and that might be a little bit more beneficial to you if you're just getting started or perhaps you don't really love your hiking pole, but uh, you're looking to maybe make improvements on it or go lighter weight. So um, basically you have two, two basic different types. You have heavy or more lightweight. Uh, so you have like the aluminum, which is going to be, um, it's going to be a little heavier it's going to be a lot more durable um, and it's probably gonna cost you a lot less. But then you also have your carbon-based ones. They can be full carbon or they can be some kind of component of carbon or some kind of mixture of carbon. But essentially those are gonna be your more expensive ones. Those are going to be your much, much significantly lighter weight but of course, with that comes more expensive. And they usually have the carbon tips on them that fit very nicely into um, grommets in your tent. Tent, 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 tent. Right. <laughs> so if you're gonna get, if you're gonna, if you're ever gonna look for a hiking pole um, that is gonna help set up your tent, you want the carbon tip uh, hiking pole because that that fits like a perfect little piece of. Like, oh, did they make it for my tent? <laughs> um, and so that's pretty nice. And those carbon tips last forever. And you can actually hike on concrete rocks. That's what they're there for. They're actually for, you know, um, hiking in, um, uh, you know, rock rock type environment. So those carbon tips last forever. Uh, you're talking about tips and uh, something that I wasn't necessarily going to bring up, but uh, there are different types of tips for different types of terrain and hiking. So, you know, do your research. You have anything from like baskets to just like really simple catches. And they're, they're just really designed uh, for different things and different components based off of the terrain you're in. Um, so if you're really all about one terrain or if you're just all over the globe, essentially, and just exploring all different types of terrain, you may just want to go with something a little bit more generic. Um, so just something to look at. I think that's probably the last thing that you would look at once you start to get moving and, and understand that. But um, one of the one of the biggest things that you may not understand is uh, you have shock absorbing technology versus a stagnant pole, which is not going to aid you with that up and down movement. Well, you just hit the bell. Ding, 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 The nail ding. on the head. The nail on the head. The hiking that, pole on the rock. Listen, I... You don't I've ever used laugh a lot at my of, jokes. I've used... A, <laughs> I don't ever get your jokes. <laughs> but um, but was that, if that was... That was supposed to be a joke. That was funny. <laughs> uh, I... I think after all the hiking poles I've used, um, the shock absorber ones are definitely the, the go-tos um, for me personally. And again, it's about your trail lifestyle, right? So the one thing I know for sure is that every time that I've, I have really needed to brace myself, what I brace myself on, I don't know. I can't see it. When you're going to go fall or you're you're in a precarious situation and you put that pole down, a lot of times it's in water, so you can't see. But every time I've gone to fall, I have that little absorption, that just that little tiny other second that I can stabilize. And, and without, it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, trying to stabilize yourself um, with something, it's a unmovable force and an unstoppable object, you know? And that's kind of, I feel like some of the rigid hiking poles are, but with that little shock, with that little that little extra time, it's not that much of a blunt force trauma to, you know, whatever I'm, <laughs> I'm Your, going like, into. Your last like minute of explanation has been very intense. <laughs> it's, it's very, I know, it has been. What, what kind of hiking do you do out there? <laughs> well, <laughs> You know, nor I mean, when you're on the trail and, and you and you go to Biff, you know, especially when you're going downhill, I mean, it happens all the time, you know. 
I'd like to see that on YouTube videos. I'd like to see that on more of these backpacking videos. If someone hiking downhill, they just trip. You know, they just accidentally trip and go head first and roll downhill for like 50 <laughs> yards. You know, that's what I'd like to see. But I think, you know, like for for shock absorber hiking poles, man, that is, to me, that's the creme de la creme of hiking pole because it just absorbs that shock. It absorbs when you hit, it, it just gives you that extra little uh, shock absorbance. It's not that hard, it's not harder on, on your body. And I'm, I'm, I'm very... Um, delicate <laughs> i could break at any moment seeing a very different side of you on this podcast thing uh i actually completely disagree with you uh and that's rare because you and i have very similar like methods of like what we enjoy and what we don't enjoy but hands down i don't like them and here's why i don't like when you're going uphill and you push down and it just has that like extra i don't know it just it's like that extra energy that you shouldn't have to put into the uphill. I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. I want to be able to put it on the ground and feel solid ground. I don't like that little oomph, that oh. little like assistance. I like the oomph. <laughs> I, don't, I don't enjoy that feeling. I just personally, I don't like it. It feels like it shouldn't exist in stability. I, that's how I feel. Uh, so it's for some, it's not for others. You just have to like kind of know who you are, test one out, feel it out, see what you like. But that's so cool about the trail lifestyle is that, you know, even, I mean, look what we're talking about. We're looking, talking about like a hiking pole, <laughs> insignificant feature that's possibly on a hiking pole that most people would be like, oh, what, so what's the difference between very opinionated about well, it. Ask Scott and Ariane, they'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, you know, they went on for about 10 minutes on it. Um, but I think that's, you know, that's the key ingredient to all this gear that we talk about or all the gear in backpacking is that, man, it's it's about your trail lifestyle. Now, I like the Absorb because it makes me feel, you know, it, it maybe just a little bit better or a little bit more, um, you know, I, I don't want to say safer, but it just makes me feel more confident on the trail where you, you hate it. And the rigid poles make you feel more confident on the trail. And that's really what the name of the game is. Um, when it comes to gear, well, drop I mean, this... mic out. <laughs> well, I guess I can't say anything more on that, but I will say that this is all about is a hiking pole right for you and when to take it, when not to take it. Why should you take it? Why maybe do you not want to hike with it? And that's what we're talking about here. Um, big, huge, uh, very important component of uh, different products out on the market is the height. So the length of your pole size does matter. It yeah. does. It's a very important key component for a lot of different a lot of different reasons. It's probably one of the bigger decisions that you end up making is getting the right hiking pole length for your body, for where your arms stand. So uh, they can you can find them in uh, a lot of different types to kind of make them work for you because one size does not fit all in well, this some case have cork handles some have plastic handles you well, know you have some different have rubber handles. handles you know it just kind of depends on you know like a lot of the plastic handle hiking poles um yeah go use those and see how nice blister you have between your thumb and forefinger you know some like the cork because it it, it gives you that that softness to it and um, where it kind of absorbs some of the sweat if you have a head, if you have a sweaty hand uh, person. Uh, some of the rubber, it's a little bit better on, you know, that blister that develops between your uh, thumb and uh, forefinger. So, well, you know, I'm, I'm personally, I'm talking about the height of the pole. You are talking about comfort. Yet another reason, Scott really likes comfort in hiking poles. <laughs> <laughs> he just jumped right there. I'm delicate. <laughs> but... So you have different, and this is your main different component that you need to look at. Uh, is it a fixed pole? Is it non-adjustable? Or do you have it adjustable, whether it uh, moves up and down the shaft or whether it like folds into itself? And that's personally what I have with the carbon. I like that. Just easy, quick, like pop, 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 three components. It tucks away really easily versus the ones that like are just adjustable to that like minute detail of where you need it to 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 fall within your arm. 
Yeah, and the more mechanical they are, the more uh, you pieces know, break. Yeah, the more pieces break. Um, you know, when when uh, we were going to trail days all the time, one of the brands that I really liked a lot, and I'm not giving a brand endorsement here, but I like Lecky um, or Leaky, depending on what part of the country you come from. Um, but I like Lucky because they were always there trail days religiously and they were always free repair to all their hiking poles. And, you know, there were a couple of years, man, I, you know, I would hike into trail days and my, my, uh, Leckies were terrible. I couldn't even, I couldn't even adjust them anymore. And they always took them in no matter what condition they were in and they always fixed them. Um, except for that one time I snapped my pole. <laughs> And they're like, yeah. Here, did you, you wanna... really pack that? I mean, of course you packed it out, but did you really take it and be like, can you fix this? I did. <laughs> yeah, well, did... it broke at the, it didn't broke, it, it broke at the, you know, at the, the joint. And so, but yeah, I knew it wasn't going to. I. You, you just know, wanted but... to hear a gear manufacturer say, no, no, we cannot <laughs> yeah, fix that. Right, right maybe. <laughs> um, and they did give me a new pair of hiking poles, which might have been my ulterior motive anyway. But the the fact is that I think they're with hiking poles they are going to break. Um, count on it. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Uh, especially if you do a lot of backpacking. So do your due due diligence on those because you know your manufacturer. Um, you want to be able to stand by them and not, and and nothing against the other ones. And I know REI is really good too. REI makes their own brand of of uh, hiking poles. But, you know, for them to come out to uh, trail days every year on the Appalachian Trail uh, with their tent and all the repair guys and fix your hiking poles, eh, you know, I don't know. That says a lot about a company. So, um, you know, do your do your due diligence on them, you know, for sure. So what other what other um, ways have you used a hiking pole? Um, I've used it to, um, well, I've Besides used Besides what uh, it's designed to do. I've used it to shoo away a snake. <laughs> well actually um, I, we yeah. most recently did that in our front yard yes we did <laughs> he's like i need something with a tip on it and i'm you, like and you gave ah, me hiking like, pole you, you, gave, you gave me a hiking pole but then you gave me a uh, a swift a swift mop a swifter i was thinking it was like a cleaning shovel. the snake <laughs> you know I, didn't, I wasn't really sure but yeah the hiking pole use it to clean the snake um and a lot of times too <laughs> When um, Ariana's being sassy on the trail, I will just take my hiking pole out like a um, like a sword and just say, on guard. And we'll just have a little pole fight right there, right there on the trail. I've never had a pole fight with Scott, but he, he is truthful when I say, he says I get sassy on the trail. I do get a little sassy on the trail. I pull that thing in, on guard. And we have a little, <laughs> we have a little duel. Um, and I think a hiking pole too could be used for the new... Uh, handshake on the trail. I think you just touch poles, and that's the whole social distancing right there. Because touching the elbows is, is too, too close. close. <laughs> too close. A, a hiking pole does come relatively in like six feet. Almost six feet. Almost. Yep, you can touch the tips to it, and and then it also it gives seems you, a little dangerous since you're kind of going eye to eye contact there. It is. Don't do it eye to eye contact. Don't poke someone's eye out with a hiking pole. But that's all good because that's a new question you can ask, other than. Where, where did you start from? Where are you going? What's your pack weight? You could say, what kind of pole is that? Nice pole. <laughs> so that could be a new kind of engaging conversation with the hiking pole. The other thing, too, that you can do with hiking poles is that in a spontaneous, uh, uh, gleeful moment, two people can use hiking poles and you can make a little, like a little arch and people can walk under that arch like if you had a spontaneous wedding on the trail <laughs> i don't want to know anybody out here who thinks i'm just going to make an arch on the trail you have to have another person if you're doing it by yourself you're probably not gonna you'll definitely be social distant from each other no you could put a flag on the end of it and wave for help Oh, you could. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's an option. That's a good, that's a good one. Uh, I use it a lot of times to keep Cal, my dog, at at bay. So <laughs> our virtual gate. <laughs> I, I use it all the time, and I put it right in front of her. She's like bolting past me. I'm like, nope, and she just stops, like I, in in mid stride. She's like, oh, there goes the pole. You know, I can't pass that. That's true. I do that with Dino too, because Dino Dino doesn't know if he wants to lead or he wants to like hang on your ankle. 
when you're hiking. Like True. he will be right on your ankle. So a lot of times I have to put him in the back and he hates that. Oh yeah. He hates being the caboose. Yeah. I don't like him mom. I do not like your dog hiking on my heels. Uh, so uh, he's, in, so I use the hiking pole to like, you know, so, you know, he's kind of like, He's kind of like a geese migrating, like how the guy at the bottom <laughs> kind of eventually works his way to the front, you know? And that's how Dino is. If he's the caboose on the trail, there could be 10 people on the trail. He will eventually make his way oh, yeah, he will. to the front. And once he gets to the front, everyone's like, dude, your dog is a turtle. He's hiking too slow. <laughs> so he's going to go all the way back to the caboose. But yeah, the hiking pole is like the virtual gate with him. I have been so lazy on the trail before that I've taken my hiking pole and hooked it into uh, Caldonia's uh, backpack because it has that little loop on the top and I've just moved her right out of the way. <laughs> Rather than bending down to that grab her. is true. I've I have been known to do that a few times. Yeah, and there's been a few mishaps as far as hanging... Um, you know, like a food bag or hanging something that's gets that's caught. The the hiking pole does make for a good. Um, it's a lot more durable than a stick, yeah. which tends to break in motion, and then of course your stick is not long enough to help you. So it looks like you're swinging a pi- for a pinata, right? You know, that's true. The hiking stick does. It comes the in handy. Pole does come with. Yep, it does. And, and of I, course, it's good if you know you need it for your tent. It's very multi-purpose. <laughs> you know, we use it. Um, we, I was just talking to someone today about pitching the tarp, and they were going up uh, to a place where um, they're going to go camping, and they don't have a lot of trees. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there before. Um, had to pitch my tarp up there. I'm like, well, how did you pitch your tarp without trees? I'm like, well, I use my hiking poles. I'm like, well, how do you use your hiking poles? It's that's, not that's as the, stable, but it works. Oh, it works. It works fine. It's, it's a little bit lower, but that's the the new thing. I just on one of my gear talks. I think we talked about this last week. I um, the new REI tent uses a hiking pole, um, and a lot of your tarp tent um, uses a hiking pole. Uh, some of your uh, Z-Pack, your Z-Pack duplex uses the hiking pole. So there's a lot to say about the multi-use piece of gear. And the hiking pole seems to win out in a lot of ways. I mean, if you're using it as a lightsaber in the woods, you got to, that you're use, you're multi-using your hiking pole. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I want to hear from our listeners. I want to know. The most creative way you have used your hiking pole out in the wilderness. So for those of you who are really still on the fence after all of this banter as to if you're going to use a hiking pole or not, I want to throw out some some facts and fiction about hiking poles and some lesser known information that nobody teaches you. Everybody teaches you how to use a gear, how to pack a pack, how to fit a pack for your body, how to how to do this, how to do that, all the how-tos of backpacking, but nobody talks about how to properly use a trekking pole. And that is a huge key component for whether you're going to hate it or whether you're going to love it. And so... First and foremost, poles are not intended in their design. They're not intended to be just one size fits all. They're not intended to be a stagnant piece of like, you know, stick in the woods that you would, a staff, aka staff. The Moses staff. (laughs) Um, In their truest form, they're intended to kind of, uh, you know, uh, shorten, uh, you shorten your poles when you're walking uphill to kind of meet that elevation so your arms stay at a 90 degree angle. And when you're going downhill, of course, you lengthen your pole. Now, I don't have a pole that can do that. I'm good with it. I like it. But I'm also not using it in its truest form. That's not my intent of using a hiking pole. But if you're going to get all the benefits and use it properly, that is the true way to use it. Now, I would not say... For hiking that you're just up and down, up and down, up and down on these like small little hills, this is really when you adjust your pole for like a straight uphill that you're going uphill for a very long time and there's no leveling out or thus first, you know, downhill. 
Yeah, and there's some sections on the uh, PCT and on the AT where you definitely want to adjust your pole for an uphill climb. One of them I think would be coming out of Fontana Dam, getting up on the ridge on the Smokies. You're uphill for about seven miles. It's kind of the last thing you think of, but it really but does. It does make a big difference. It makes a huge difference because hiking poles are not intended to just be an extra piece of gear that they want to push out on the market. They have a use behind them. And if you know how to properly use them to to the benefit to benefit you, it actually becomes a much more enjoyable experience and you almost forget that you have them. Yeah, and it can save up to 20% of shock on your knees. I mean, it's it's a big impact on the force and trauma that your knees take when you're going downhill. And, you know, when you add up all the mileage, a lot of times I tell Ariana, I go, I don't feel old, but it's the mileage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, when you add up all that, you know, you know, your knees being beat up, your feet being beat up, you know, your shoulders being beat up because, you know, when you're going downhill and you do have hiking poles, you're, you're sometimes you're trying to stop yourself all the time. Um, you know, it, it wears on you. And if, you know, you can use those hiking poles to save a little bit on your knees and on your body. Absolutely. So, um, did you know that there is a purpose to the wrist strap? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But most people don't know that so when you first start hiking with hiking poles you kind of have a death grip on it you know like your your knuckles are white sometimes i'll we'll we'll take backpacking boot campers out and i'll see that their knuckles are white they're holding the poles so tight and they're not intended like that so the wrist straps are designed um to be able to kind of take that weight off of you you're supposed to be holding the actual like tips of the poles, like the, the grip of the, the top of the pole, very loosely. You're not supposed to be like holding on for dear life. It's not going to save you. It's just going to help you from like biffing. So stop with the death grip. It's not necessary. It's going to make for blisters. It's going to make it very uncomfortable. And you're put, extending way too much energy. It's not designed for that. So just a very loose grip. And then also... When you hook your arm, well, you you draw your. I'm I'm doing a visual right now. This doesn't go well in podcasting, no, but no, but it's fascinating <laughs> to watch. But you insert your uh, your hand upward through the loop versus downward, and then do a little twist around it, and it helps keep it in hand, and it also allows. Uh, for your wrist to naturally fall to where you can loosely grip. I'm hoping everybody sees my visual. You're going to have to visualize this, everybody. (laughs) So right now, stop the podcast. Go back about 20 seconds and close your eyes. (laughs) And then listen through that whole thing again. But yeah, most people, um, very serious, most people do not use um, the hand straps at all all or the pole straps on hiking poles um usually see them flopping around but you know the way you properly do it as ariana explained is that's another way that um with all that engineering and that science behind the hiking pole that's meant for something and it's meant to save you know shock on your body and uh and having your uh arms at the the proper distance from the pole um and i see a lot of that wrong too on the trail and you know you see you wonder why people struggle so much sometimes right right well well part of that is because it's it's this component that nobody has ever taught anybody how to use and there is a definite right and a wrong way for using it and then you start adding in different terrain and that can impact how you use it or if you even bring it which is a pretty in-depth conversation uh but i think the terrain you're going to know whether you want to use it or not sometimes it's useful in ice storms, not so useful. But the pack is intended, another fun fact, the pack is intended to carry the load. Sometimes you do not want your hiking poles. You're tired of carrying them. Maybe the terrain is extremely flat. You don't want them. You have dogs that you're corralling on leash, whatever the case is. Um, most packs are designed with some kind of loop in there on the external part of the pack uh, to be able to like safely put them in so you're not putting that dirty thing in your pack or ruining your material. My friend Jerry made a chair out of his hiking poles. Oh, that's cool. So if you cross your poles in the dirt and stand them, 
by crossing them. You can actually make a little chair. You can put your backpack against it. Um, but he actually made a chair where he uses hiking poles and he made a chair. So the hiking pole, the trekking pole, very clever. Very, very clever piece of gear. You can do a lot of different things with it. And not only does it save you from falling, it saves, it, it, mean, it lets you hike better. Uh, takes a lot more pressure off your body. Can be used as a multi-piece of gear. So kudos to the trekking pole. Our hats are off. <laughs> we salute you, you, hiking pole. This so, buds for you. Did you know that there was a left and a right hiking pole? Yeah, when you buy them, they come in a set. One says left, the other says right. It took me probably a good four months to realize. What does this L stand for? <laughs> I would stare at it while I was walking. Like, why is there an L? What does this stand for? Is this like long? Did I buy a long? I could see where people could misconstrue that for long. But does it even matter? Yes and no. I'm going to say no. But if you're really particular and you're doing that death grip on it, it might be a little bit more comfortable if you're in your right hand versus your left hand. Well, you know, and that's when the true adjustable pole, um, you know, I don't like the clip um, adjustables. I like the, you know, the, the screws, but, you know, those those fail a lot too. But I think if you use any good hiking pole is going to last for for a while, but, you know, eventually um, uh, get, a, get a good one that you're going to be able to bring back and they can repair because, you know, they can last, they can last a long, long, long time. You know, being, um, being anti- trekking pole for a very very long time in my life i i still dabble with wanting it and not wanting it all the time but i at the end of the day i take a trekking pole regardless of if i actually use it or not it's always in my pack just the one <laughs> there are times in the grand canyon i will use two there are other there are other hikes that i will so like major river crossings i will bring two i usually keep one packed up for the most part um but you gotta you gotta know if they're right for you and if you like working with them i assure you that once you get comfortable with them and you use them properly they're going to almost feel non-existent they're going to feel like part of your arm you're not going to even really notice they're there unless of course you need to like use your hands for something else um but for the most part i give them I give them a heck yeah, use the pole more often than not. I, I hands down advise you at least exploring the use of a pole. I was out West. I can't remember where I was hiking. I don't remember, but I was in, um, I was in a Creek bed. Um, and it, they had had a lot of water. Um, and so all the sticks and all the debris was pushed down, you know, like it was a flood. Right. And I was hiking through that Creek there's all these sticks just laying just flat on the ground. And I don't know why, what possessed me to put my hiking pole down there to take a break. But I did. And I never found that hiking pole again. <laughs> I probably looked for that damn hiking pole for an hour. Like, how could it disappear? It was right here. But it did. It was it camouflaged in the sticks. And I don't know. I I don't. I can't remember. It wasn't. I, I, do you I, buy buy in black? Silver? It was. It was a black hiking. Do you do pole. do do green or do you do camouflage? I would have. We offer an, now in camouflage. I would get an orange fluorescent <laughs> hiking pole if I could, because I lose. You know, like I've never been able to keep a pair of glasses or sunglasses for over a year. You know, I lose those on the trail all the time. Um, but yeah, I let you know. I let, I wish they would make them fluorescent. I'd, they do I, now. I would buy them. They do. They're the usually a, exactly. The They're ones. usually the, the heavier ones. ones. But um, yeah, I laid it down. Lost a hiking pole there. Um, I can't even tell you how many times they broke. And a lot of times they break Mount Rogers. When we did Mount Rogers, I bent the the heck out of a hiking pole when we were hiking. Got caught in a rock because you know when I'm going, you know, like you get in that zone. And for some reason, I Five end up finding the times. perfect. I find the perfect hole in that perfect rock. Yeah. That that hiking pole just gets jammed in there. Now I know there's a section of uh, well, there's a lot of sections uh, where the train gets really hard, and you can look down in the crevasse of uh, the abyss, and you see a bunch of hiking poles <laughs> laid down in the crevasse uh, because people have like gotten their hiking poles stuck, and it's just dropped. 
and it, it's fallen below. They can't Land get of at the it. lost. Land of the lost. <laughs> um, but anyway, hope you guys get some value out of that. Yeah, let us know what you think about the trekking pole situation. We'd love to hear some stories of your trekking pole uh, successes, disasters, which ones you like, which ones you don't like. You go to our Trussell Trail podcast community. Uh, we'd love to uh, hear from you. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please post a comment. We haven't had a post. Uh, we haven't had a comment on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes for a while. Helps us spread the word about the podcast and really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members and specifically our patrons who also help support our podcast and keep us going. Ted Jones, Dave Boyer, John Phillips, Rick Hornick, Jerry Burston, Shirley Nutt, Jerry, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, Helene. Thank you, Helene. Mike Pellett. Jacqueline, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Jeff Nyman, Kathy Kinnison, Bob Esser, Matthew Creecroft, Vicki Thomason, Becky Wanger, and our newest patrons, Jill Lang. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Jill. Really appreciate that. Patreon, if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account. Go to Trust the Trail Podcast and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big ones, Google Play. If we're not on one that you listen to all the time, let us know. We have our special Trust the Trail Gear Talk that is also on Patreon, but that's also on Breaker. Breaker is a new uh, uh podcast app that you can download all of them at once or you can pick and choose which ones you want to download and that is our premium podcast not only is it for patrons but it's also now on breaker um, so you can download that if you want to listen to some gear talk podcast um, you can follow us, us on instagram trust the trail and on our trust the trail facebook page and remember when you lose that hiking pole in the wilderness <laughs> 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 because trail, it's very likely <laughs> the trail deals still it doesn't usually cough up a hiking pole i think it's like a sacrifice that the, the wilderness takes one from you you know it's like you're gifting it to it's the like wilderness. the sock in the dryer yeah right? it's like the sock in the dryer right it giveth and it taketh but still the trail still does give you everything you need so trust the trail you guys bye bye